Welcome to episode 7 of No Brains No Headache Podcast. I am your host Jordan. I'll be joined shortly with my co-host Matt. On today's show we have Cleary's Comments and Criminal of the Week as well. We did a few other segments with the 4th of July theme in mind called Death and Taxes in the American Dream. We also had an interview with a longtime friend and he joined us for Olympics of Most Hated Athletes. So let's get it on. Me and Matt are going to do things a little different this week. We're going to get into Criminal of the Week and Cleary's comments, as we usually do. But our new segments this week will be Death, Taxes, End, which is just a quick comment about guarantees in life. And for our 4th of July theme, we are going to do The American Dream. So, Matt, let's get into some Criminal of the Week. All right, this week's Criminal of the Week is a recent one. He is was an Arizona Cardinal. Uh, J- Jeremiah Bra- Braswell? Oh yeah, Jeremiah Braswell. Do you know who he is? N- no clue. Oh, okay. He drove his Camaro into Lake Erie. Um, did, he, did he not see it coming, or did the GPS say so? I'm pretty sure it's like the fifth biggest lake in the United States, and he managed to drive his Camaro into it. When the cops found him, he was still trying to drive forward, and his car was in like two feet of water. Wow. And what and, kind of car did you say it was? Uh, an orange Camaro. So Yeah, not, pretty, oh, not a watercraft. P- pretty discreet. And then the picture just shows the car in the water and a chair knocked over. So thankfully no one was hurt, but he, he yeah, basically just came out blubbering. Uh, I, I'm in the NFL. I wasn't drinking. Turns out he was like triple the legal limit. So hey, not a good look. Nice. For those of you scoring at home, that'd be a point two four, depending on which state you're in, of course. Uh, th- <laughs> thanks for clear- our Criminal of the Week, Matt. Let's get on to Cleary's comments. All right, so we were texting this week, and I said that... So one of my sister's friends just continually joins pyramid schemes. Perfect. And now he is on to selling gym wear, like shorts and tops and stuff like athletic wear yeah i don't know why i couldn't come up with that but basically i was like maybe we should join a pyramid scheme so i came up with two that we could possibly do and one idea that i just think we should do nice no brains no headache podcast pyramid schemes coming at you the first one is matt's matt's Custom doormats. Ooh, I like it. What's the market for that like? I, I'm sure it's already like something out there that you could do, but I mean, mats, mats. It sounds so good, and you could just put like, even if you wanted to just put like, go away or go fuck yourself or anything you wanted to on the doormat. I kind of like the idea, and the good news for you, Matt, is most people have doors. So Multiple doors, if you will. Yeah, yeah that's a moneymaker. And my next one, this one would be a pretty low cost of startup. I saw what I could only assume was a van that has been involved in multiple homicides for sale on the side of the road today. It's called Uncle Rico's Tupperware. We go door to door out of a creepy van selling Tupperware like they do on Napoleon Dynamite. No, that, that's basically the plot of Napoleon Dynamite, what you just explained. Yeah. That is that is Napoleon Dynamite. That's not like Napoleon Dynamite. That is Napoleon Dynamite. Who would be Uncle Rico and who would be Kip? 
have you not seen my mustache? Of course I'm Uncle Rico. Well, and I could yeah. talk about high school football all day long. Honorable mention, all West region, no big deal. Yeah, when you weren't drunk, which was never. Hey, I didn't drink during football season, okay? I was very strict about that. Yeah, I highly doubt that. I didn't until Saturdays. So that's during football season. Nope, nope. Saturday is the off day in between the week, and therefore it's like international waters. It doesn't count. Oh, I was asking an attorney today what the statute of limitations is for, like, something that you did that was illegal. Okay. okay. uh, We were talking about blowing up porta-potties. Oh, okay. That allegedly happened, maybe or maybe not, but... Okay, I digress. I'll move on. The next one is... (laughs) Have you seen the show The Floor is Lava on Netflix? Yeah, I actually just watched an episode yesterday. I I couldn't make it through a full episode. Here's my idea. It's the same concept, but each contestant spins a wheel that has anything from cocaine, five shots of alcohol, meth. Okay, uh, so we have to do, speaking of international waters, that's where we have to do this show. Oh, yeah, or, like, North Korea. Um, but Yeah, I'll, get, I'll call him right up, and he should let us right in. Well, yeah, you can do it in Russia. I mean, it's like, but you have to, and then, like, you have to wait a certain amount of time. So, like, this guy dropped ecstasy, had to wait 30 minutes, and then do the course. No, you're going to want to wait an hour. Trust me. You're going to want to wait an hour. Okay, this guy drops mushrooms, waits an hour. Yep. The hour is just a good rule of thumb when doing psychedelics. I wouldn't know, but just give it an hour. Same with pot brownies. Give it an hour. Okay, my next Cleary's comment. I, th- I just think any game show, actually. like You could play like Legends of the Hidden Temple as adults, but you have to do a drug before from the drug wheel. I think, just, I think something similar to the, lore, the floor is lava but more explicit would be better because, like, those contestants were so obnoxious in the show, but oh, get yeah. it. Like, like, that's what they're after. So I kind of like where you're at. What would you name No Brains, No Headaches version of The Floor? Uh, it'd have to be something like The Floor is Loaded. Um, the Floor is Blockbustered. Yeah, it's just something dumb. Okay. Um, all right, so I'll get on to my next Cleary's comment. So I found out um, I was trying to bet on the presidential election today. I don't have a gambling problem. And I found out that you can bet on Dwayne The Rock Johnson to win, and it's 500 to 1. The presidency? Yes. That must tell you something. Like, how many write-in votes does he get? Who else can you bet on? Hillary, Trump, Mike Pence. What about Joe, the Rock what about Joe Biden? Is is he on there or no? Or are they oh, like yeah, he's like, not going to win? We're not going to let take bets on him. Is that what? No, I don't want to get he's political. Act, he's actually the betting favorite right now. I wouldn't he's, take that. But. M- minus one seventy. Trump's like plus one fifty. But I I did find it funny of just how ass backwards this is. But they have Dwayne the Rock Johnson's betting odds on for the presidency, but they don't have. The Green Party candidate or the Libertarian Party candidate on there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. It's telling you something. Like he must get so many write-in votes every year that it's like, okay, let's we got to give this guy a shot in our gambling pool. And, and it's that's such shit odds for like 500 to one. Like I would almost bet like against that just because it's like not going to happen. Like the U.S. versus 
the Soviets in 1980, they were a thousand to one. So you're saying that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is twice as likely to win the presidency as the U.S. was to beat the Russians in a sport? Wait, so your bookie took bets on the Soviet crisis? No, the, the, the miracle on ice. Oh, I was like, how are we taking bets on wars? I want to do that. I want to bet on war. Next week, you got to watch this this uh, show called, uh, I think it's like Home Game or something. It's about like crazy sports that happen around the world. But next, Cleary's comment. It's a would you rather. Okay. W- would you rather step into a bear trap or put your nuts into a rat trap? I, I think I'm going to go bear trap the reason being is i'd rather probably break your leg would it break your leg you i would assume oh it's like teeth so i think it would dig in basically to the bone okay i would definitely do bear trap because if you do a rat trap i feel like there's a chance you lose your balls forever that's fair i I, i'll I'll agree with that well what, what, what were you thinking when you came up with that were you just like uh i had i had some spare time Clearly, I, I would say like put your hand, your nuts, dude. Nobody's gonna put nuts in anything. Yeah, that's true. We dip a ball in it, only counts <laughs> half. <laughs> My next Cleary's comment is: No one is creative with movies anymore. Stop making fucking Pirates of the Caribbean's movies. I I'm gonna pivot slightly. Stop making Fast and Furious movies. Apparently, they make a shitload of money, so it makes sense, but. I'm over it. I quit watching after Tokyo Drift. That was my line. That was my line. Because Mike Wenchel is in it. Graduated from, hey, we're going to race on the streets of Miami car races to we're saving the world driving on ice against a submarine. Which one is that? That's the latest one. Is that Hobbs and Shaw? No, I guess Hobbs and Shaw was after that. Yeah, dude. Who knows? I would. Uh, are they still making Pirates movies? Yeah, I just read that they're coming out with another one, and I was like, the first one, pretty decent film. Second one, I can get on board with. Yep. After that, nope. Dude, I tried watching the second Harry Potter the other day. No clue I've only seen on. the fir- I've only seen the first one. Yeah, a young Harry, that poor guy will never be able to like take a role on in any other project and have people take him seriously. It's I can't take him seriously in anything besides Harry Potter. He's Harry Potter. That would be a good Olympics as one-dimensional actors. <laughs> yeah, write it down in the archives. Do you have any more Cleary's comments? Uh, I got one. Or no, two. So I just found out that Chuck E. Cheese is closing. and Like nationally? Yeah. Forever? The old Charles E. Cheese is kicking the bucket. Nah, that's okay. That was the last straw in 2020 for me. I mean, every every man has his limits. Um, so I was thinking in about, I'm going to say 40 years. Did you ever see the movie The Darkest Hour? No. Okay, it is Gary Oldman, and it's about uh, World War II. I'm predicting in 40 years they make The Darkest Hour 2 about the year 2020. Write it down in the archives. We have a lot of material. we got to keep podcasting for 40 years now. Way to go, Matt. And then my last one is I once ate an entire sheet of paper for $10 during a hunter safety class. Was, was that a lesson in hunter safety? I don't know. I didn't really learn a thing. What would you do with the $10? I 
I can't remember, but I definitely that sheet of paper had a bunch of like permanent marker on it, so it probably wasn't good for me. And who made you do this? Um, someone I knew in the class. I, yeah, I just ate my name tag, which was a sheet of paper. Well, in a survival situation, you did the right thing. I, I think that actually is the wrong thing. I didn't poop for like a month. Oh, okay. Good, good to know. Thank you for your hunter safety memory. So what do you have for Cleary's comments? Uh, mine are more just Cleary's questions. I was trying to get these in comment form, and it just didn't work out. So my first one is... Why do people feel the need to start multiple group messages and they're all talking about the same stuff? Has that ever happened to you where like five people text you here and then like a group of three starts up over here and it's like all about bachelor party or for example, uh, we were talking about the 4th of July, like what are we going to bring for food and drink and we started one with six people and then I get a text later with four people and it's okay, what, why are we starting new fucking group messages here? Why do people do yeah. that? Yeah, I, I get that. Like, I have my Fantasy Football League one. I have uh, the one with, like, our Arizona trip boys, but that one doesn't really it, – it ebbs and flows. I have one with my siblings. But there is one that drives me absolutely insane is my haircut lady. She texts you? Yes. Because like... she comes to town once a month, and – she puts like 40 people in a group text. Oh my and god. And a lot of them reply to it. Oh my god. And so she's retiring. She put that in the group text. And I woke and I, I fell asleep. I woke up and I had like 175 new messages of like people were having conversations in there. And I was just like, I, oh my gosh. I didn't, mine wasn't even that bad. It was like 41 messages when I checked my phone. 170? I think it was 168 or something like that. I, I would block, like, I would block her number personally. I get, you gotta get your hairs cut, but if well, you're you certain always, that shit. You can leave the group message, but I, like, was sleeping while it happened and it just snowballed. No, no, you leave the group and then the next time somebody texts in the group, it just fires right back up, Matt. You gotta, you got to delete that. You got to block that shit. Do you All have right, another my, Cleary's comments? Yeah, my other one is similar, I guess. Why do people post on social media looking for recommendations when there's this fancy schmancy thing that basically got me through college called Google that will do that for you? Do you know That's what I'm true. talking about? There's some like niche things. Like if you need like a plumber or something, like sometimes it's like, yeah, yeah, if you, I need like a good recommendation like someone coming into my house to do something but it's like where's a good place to eat i don't know drive down the fucking street you'll see 30 things exactly or i hate they always do like the it's like a graphic where they don't even make a post they post a graphic and the graphic has the question on it it's like how about you fucking google it or and the funny thing is i'm sure most of these people are like old moms or whatever and I'm sure the only people that comment on said post is, like, friends, their close friends that they text as well. So it's like, well, why don't you just text that person for a recommendation when they're the only one commenting on your stupid Facebook post? Or when they're on vacation and they'll put, like, hey, anyone in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, where should I go to eat? Be like, okay, first of all, you probably have zero Facebook friends that live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, so just fucking Google it. <laughs> yeah, you probably have zero friends in Michigan, like... Yeah. 
yeah, that stuff pisses me off. But that's all I had for Cleary's comments. So we're going to get into Death and Taxes is the name of this new segment. Basically, we're just doing death and tax guarantees throughout life. Hopefully, they're funny. So my first one is death, taxes, and closing an app on your phone and then immediately reopening said app. You ever done that? Yeah, I do it all the time. Or do you drop your phone on your face? Oh, yeah, like usually about once a week. Classic. I do that all the time. It's just a guarantee. My first death and t- death taxes is death taxes and family game nights getting out of hand and insults becoming too personal. It doesn't happen too often to me, but I could see similar situations where it's like, oh, we're trying to do something fun with the family, and nope, everybody's just in a different mood and insults. Oh, yeah. I played a game of cribbage with my mom, and my brother Joe came to town last night. And it wasn't like more than two minutes into the game of cribbage. Someone was yelling out, go fuck yourself or something. It's just like wild things. Just And it just manifests out of nothing too. Love it. That's, that's a good one. My next one is death taxes and saying you're working on your base layer when you get your first sunburn of the year. Uh, everybody says it. It's a classic thing, especially in North Dakota, since we're all white, pale Germans and Europeans, we always get sunburnt in North Dakota, and it's always like, oh, yeah, you're sunburnt. And then they're like, yeah, I'm working on my base layer. It's like, dude, you're going to peel in 24 hours. I, for one, have never said that. Yeah, well, you don't, you're, you, already have your ba- you already have your base layer, your middle layer, your top layer, and the top of top layer. That's you're Just a bag of milk? Yep, that's you, bag of milk. <laughs> it's just... Oh, did you get your sunscreen? Yeah, it's just a bottle of Elmer's glue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what's, All right, my, what's your next one? Death taxes and making drunk plans and not following through with them. Love it. Love it. I do that all the time. Oh, like, or I'll even like forget. Like, oh yeah, we said we were going to go to Arizona next week. <laughs> I, one, I, we don't have any money to do that. And two... We have to work, so I don't know what the plan was, but... Yeah, I love it when you're drinking and you're just, like... The drinks just give you an overflow of just, like, ambition and motivation. And you and your buddy are just, like, stitching together, like, a business plan where you're going to make, like, $2 million the first year. And then it's, like, (laughs) wake up the next morning you're like, what? We're trying to sell paper? What? Like, why why would we do that? (laughs) I I will say when it's just me and you, our drunk plans actually come to fruition. Because, I mean, we did Chicago last year. Yeah, Chicago started, there was like a Sunday, and we were just kind of getting after a couple drinks, and we're like, Mm -hmm. should we go to Chicago? And like, penciled out the numbers. Boom. I was like, if we're going to do it, book the flights now. So yeah, we actually do, when me and you are together drinking, we actually stay true to our drunk plans. Oh, and that's how you got this podcast, too, basically. I mean, we we wanted to do it, but, like, when push come to shove, we had a couple drinks, and this thing yeah, was it was, just it was, it was just It was just kind of finally, like, fuck it, let's do the podcast. But my last death in taxes is death taxes and asking a girl way out of your league where the weight room is. You ever done that? I have not, because I'm a no-ball pussy loser, but... I like, actually haven't either. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like a non-guarantee, just ruining the segment. Yeah, well, I mean, you can try it. I I dare our listeners out there to go up to a girl and say, 
you know where the weight room is, and if anybody gets laid because of it, you're welcome. All right, my last one I, I know for a fact you have done. Death taxes and getting absolutely obliterated at wedding receptions. Uh, I don't go to weddings sober, Matt. That's just kind of a rule I have. I'm a man of standards, and that's one of them. I yeah, can't... so, yeah, it's just like, even if, like, I think I went to, like, one wedding, I'm like, yeah, I'm only going to have a couple drinks. And then, like, four hours later, I'm, like, singing karaoke. Never ends well for anyone. Yeah, I can't let all the lovey-dovey crap put me in a, you know, non-depressed mood. I need to fill my body full of depressants and substances just to get through the night. And, I mean, it helps with the dance moves. You know what the classic is? It's <laughs> it's being on the dance floor with a drink in your hand, which is just, like, impossible to not spill. So you're just dancing, and there's fucking just drinks all over the floor. Oh, yeah. I, at my cousin's wedding, someone spilt an entire pit beer and, like, didn't really mop it up well. So you could end, like, in between songs, you could just hear people's feet, like, like sticking to the floor. Yeah, I I got yelled at once, and, like, the lady made me, like, go to a table, grab, like, some napkins, and, like, wipe up my drink in front of everyone. I still kept drinking, naturally. And then the other time, I was at my cousin's wedding, and the floor was all slick, naturally, and I fell. Like, just say you fell to your right for a visual. I fell down to my right, and I had a bottle of beer in my hand. The bottom of my bottle smacked the floor. So then that made my beer just, like, fizz up. So not only did I fall on the floor, my beer just fizzed up into my face. And I was the laughing stock of that wedding. So that was cool. All right. Our next and last segment is something that Jordan came up with. It's called the American Dream. It's, like, the small things that happen in life or that just kind of – it's pretty similar to death taxes. Yeah, for it's me, just – For me, it, I don't know, but – it's simply the American dream, just stuff you think is the American dream. The reason I wanted to do this is because the 4th of July is on Saturday. I'm a cold-blooded American, and I love my country. So, Matt, would you like to start? Yeah, my first American dream is being mad that you didn't win the lottery, even though the odds of winning are outstandingly terrible. The American dream. I agree. I actually thought about buying a lottery ticket the other day randomly, but I'm like, it's so dumb. I, I think I've bought one and then like I like watched it happen. And I was like, oh, dang, I didn't get any of the numbers. And I'm like, what are the chances that I actually get like one of the numbers? Yeah, I remember in college, me and my three other roommates, we all went to like buy lottery tickets because like the total amount was just like so absurd. There was some, some rave over it. So we all got tickets. We're all, like, jacked up, like, 21-year-olds, like, oh, we're going to win. And we're all sitting there at the table, like, okay, if I win this much, you and you and you get that much. And we just, like, made deals all night. Didn't win a penny, so that was cool. My first one is going camping and packing more booze than food or water, the American dream. I love it. Yeah, Absolutely love it. And it's not, like, just camping. Like, it could be a weekend for the bachelor party or just hanging out with your boys in another city for a baseball weekend. Every time we have one of those or I do it, it's always like, okay, we have like three bottles of water and four bottles of whiskey. So I can see where this weekend's going. Yeah. I, uh, I, the one thing I remember about, uh, buddy's bachelor party is that we brought like hamburger meat, like pre-made patties and we were so drunk 
that we didn't even season the patties. Wow, how were those burgers? I don't remember. Yeah, I guess at that point you just got to shove something in your gullet. Kudos on the pronunciation, by the way. I'll go into <laughs> my next one. Saying you are going to work out Friday after work, but immediately start drinking instead. The American dream. Love it. If I had a nickel for every time, I'm like, I'm going st- to go work out later or diet starts Monday. You know, I'd, I'd be doing pretty well for myself financially. Absolutely. My next one is <laughs> shoving McDonald's down your pie hole for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The American dream. Now, I don't, I don't really ever do this, but like, you can literally eat at McDonald's or any other fast food chain. America is the fattest country in the world. <laughs> so, I mean, if you want to huck McDonald's down your fucking pie hole all day, be I, my guest. That's I, your freedom. I definitely thought you were going to be like, eating McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and wondering why you're a fat piece of shit. The American dream. <laughs> Being confused about your obesity, but all you eat is McDonald's. The American dream. <laughs> I'm just laughing at how fat America is right now. Well, it's like being mad about your weight when yesterday you took nine steps. The American dream. Yeah, wondering why your lower back hurts when you've been sitting at your gaming chair staring at your TV for 18 straight hours. What's What's your next American dream? My next and last American dream is yelling Kobe and just canning a beer or a piece of paper in a wastebasket or recycling bin. Oh my the goodness, American Matt. dream. Kobe, everybody does it. You you throw something in any general direction, you're going to yell Kobe. Well, yeah, so now there's kind of a different generation coming up, and I was at my mom's probably like a month ago, and the neighbor across the street who has no less than 23 kids. Phil Rivers. Was, yeah, so he's out. Like well, their kids were outside and they're playing basketball, and every time they would shoot a three, they would say Curry. Yeah, no, I'm not having kids. Never. Yeah, I was just like, I almost wanted to go over there and like correct them, but then I would have said something, and then Kobe died and went on a hot streak of just accidentally murdering people. So yeah, and you would have offended them, and then you get a harassment charge for telling a kid it's Kobe, not Curry. Um. My final American dream. Actually, I'm gonna go in. I wrote down an American night, uh, an American nightmare. Excuse me. I'm not even drinking crepes. Um, so I just want to pop that one in quick before my final American dream. Blowing your hand off with a Chinese-made firework. The American nightmare. Do you know J- anybody who's done that? JPP. Yeah, you can be an NFL football player. Blow your hand off with the firework. More than likely made in China. And, yeah, you still get picked up next week. So, my final American dream is sucking down about 15 beers, then switching to whiskey because the beer is too filling. The American dream. Well, no shit, the beer is too filling. You've only sucked down over 100 ounces of malt liquor. What do you think is going to happen? Like, yeah, and then as as if know. you're not drunk enough. It's like, I'm kind of feeling bloated. I'm like, well, you've, you've drank five pounds of liquid in an hour and a half. Yeah, you, you brought a 12-pack. You ran out of that two hours ago. Then you hogged down two racks of ribs and were sweating for two hours. Like, no wonder why you're bloated. 
And the funny thing is, it's like, I literally just did this on Saturday, drinking beers, White Claws, whatever, all day. And then it's like, okay, I got to switch to something else. It's like, yeah, as if you're not drunk enough already, let's just switch to hard alcohol with higher alcohol content. That totally makes sense, Jordan. But hope everybody enjoyed the American dream. We now welcome on longtime friend, one of our best listeners of the No Brains, No Headache podcast. We welcome on Tom Stromy out of Fargo. Tom, how you doing? Hey, Tom. Hey, I'm doing well, boys. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Just getting done with the day's work, getting inside where it's cool. Where are you at, Tom? Uh, I am currently commuting home from work. And oh, wow. You got, do you have a long, long commute? Uh, <laughs> about 10 minutes. Oh. All right. So North North Dakota long commute. That's right. So we got some questions for Tom. Uh, basically, coming down to it, he was we went to school together for well, me and him went to college together. So what twenty nineteen years, sixteen years? I'm not good at math, but Jordan, we all went to grade school together, so we go back pretty far. A couple things I want to start out talking about is so Tom and my brother have a. I don't know. What would you call takes and cakes, Tom? It's a, a newsletter. newsletter. Okay. It's an email newsletter that it comes out, I don't know, every month or every couple of weeks. That is basically just Tom and my brother shooting the shit. It's kind of like a good podcast, like talking points. They just kind of throw out some news. But how would that get started? Like, what is it? Like, how, how did it get going? Yeah, I think the origins actually date back to the turkey trot. Um, uh, your brother Sean and I have been fundraising for the turkey trot. Well, we fundraised for a few years until I moved over to Fargo. One particular year after we fundraised, um, we thought we'd go over and get some pancakes at a little cottage following the race. And I think Sean was feeling uh, like he had some particular takes to share that morning. And so, um, anyways, Takes and Cakes was formed uh, from that from that day, and it only changed into a newsletter form uh, about a year after that but we've been going for about a year and a half now uh, i think we've got 50 or so subscribers and uh, depending on the week things can go off the rails you never really know what direction it'll go yeah i mean speaking of off the rails i had this in my notes i don't know if you remember this i hope you do because it was a definite near-death experience but do you remember when you were put into a box and put out into the middle of the road yeah i know i knew exactly where you were going with that the minute you said it because um, <laughs> uh, didn't the yeah, car hit it i you know if my memory serves me right i've tried to forget uh, but i believe it, it was winter and i was put into this box i was like i think we were in like second grade and tossed into the street it was a refrigerator box and um yeah, a car came either narrowly close or hit it, and yeah, haven't been the same since. <laughs> we could have <laughs> could have a completely different conversation if he hit the other side of the box, or that's right. Holy. And then another thing I have kind of going back is: has your subway order changed? Yes, it has. Uh, thankfully, I okay. What was your subway order, and what is it now? Well, I. It got to the point where I wasn't comfortable ordering it myself anymore, so I would have my mom <laughs> do it for me because I would order a – I hate admitting this. I would order a ham on white, 
and uh, that that was it. Um, it was it was done when the when the meat hit the the bread. You could shut that baby closed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got to the point I was like twelve, and my mom wouldn't order it for me anymore. So I decided to try a few toppings. What's your go-to oh. now, Strummy? Oh, you know, about as many vegetables as I can fit on that baby, plus uh, some turkey. Right mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Yeah, that's Question- qu- questionable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are going into our what is it? The sixteenth year of our fantasy football league. Wow. That sounds right. And that's incredible. How many weeks does it take for Kevin to take someone's lunch money in a trade? Uh Depending on the year, it's anywhere between week one and about 10 minutes after the draft. Yeah. But <laughs> it's last year, I think there was a trade done like six minutes after the draft ended. So those it's, are the best. It's definitely a lot of movement happens in the league, but it's, yeah, it's like. Um, so out of, out of 16 years, how many times have each of you guys won it? Uh, I am on a streak of, I won in 2007, and I don't think I've won since. I won in two thousand. I won. I won in two thousand twelve and two thousand fourteen. So I'm a. I'm in a dry spell. That's all right. You got a couple of rings under your belt. Nothing wrong with that. Who wins the most in that league? Kevin. Ke- yeah, I'm, Kevin, I'm hands cool. down. Yeah. Is probably. he a, is he a listener of the podcast? I don't know. I think he'll tune in for this one though. I sure hope so. For talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I, another question I had, like, because we've been doing fantasy football for so long, do you have any random players you think about like from way early on? Like what I think about is like Rod Smith from the Broncos or like Trent green when he was on the chiefs. Do you have any of those players that kind of just like randomly stick in your mind? Um, not particularly. I think, well, I, I feel like Matt had Musin Muhammad on his team like seven years in a row, you know, when we were going through junior high into high school um, or Steve Smith, or whoever the who really whoever the uh, Panthers' number one wide receiver is. You could TJ Who's your mama? <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I did have Carson Palmer when he was on the Bengals, and that turned out to be pretty good. He's maybe the one that I can, you know, earmark from a long time ago. And then, yeah, kind of the Trent Green comment is what kind of brings me into the next question: Is I do you think I'm cursed since winning a championship in 2007? You do have a remarkable ability to have players from the first and second rounds of your draft end up on the, uh, you know, the injured reserve. Some years even before we. Yeah, I drafted Hunter Henry last year, and his knee exploded before the like training camp started. Was it like Rice Krispies? Yeah, like Greg Oden's knees. Yeah, like you know, and I think you know I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Matt had Jordy Nelson the year that he tore his ACL in training camp, and you just he he seems to have these tendencies happen. It's unfortunate. And with our league, it's first come first serve on picking up off the waiver wire, so you got to beat Johnny on the spot. And there will be times where it will be like two minutes after it happens, you'll hop on the waiver wire, and Kevin has picked him up. Oh yeah, and it, absolutely. It, it is the most frustrating thing of all time. We got to set those notifications. You want to hear about being cursed in fantasy football? I pissed on the trophy last year, so I'm probably never going to win the fantasy league. Uh, so I was that, there. It was that's a user not a error. Scene. So I'm pretty cursed, I would say, and that's okay. So you got 
Curse of the Bambino, Curse of the Billy Goat, Curse of Jordan urinating on a trophy. Yeah, I mean, it happens after a couple uh, cold ones. So, one thing that Tom texted me goes, I am a Survivor super fan. Oh, yeah. Which means absolutely nothing to me. I know Jordan likes Survivor, so... Yeah, Tom, I've been chomping at the bit all day to ask you about Survivor. How? So my first question is, how big of a fan are you? Like, have you seen every season? Did you watch every Wednesday? Like, how big? So, well, I didn't, you know, uh, I'd say I'm a very recent um, fan of the show. I, I didn't, grow up with, didn't grow up with cable, and uh, CBS was one of those, sh- you know, channels we did have. And Survivor was a show that, you know, I, I, I didn't watch. It was on TV, you know, like, it was something I would watch. Um, but... Anyways, got into uh, quarantine here, and my cousin has a CBS All Access account, and so nice. she gave me she gave me her password, and we got you know all forty seasons, and I think I've seen like this is going to be embarrassing to admit, but I think I've, I think we've seen like eighteen or nineteen of them now since the beginning of February. How and, is that embarrassing? I've I've watched like thirty. Yeah, so um, you know, definitely have you know. Uh, been able to find out who your favorite players are, you know, uh, so I'm mostly just going back and watching seasons based on, you know, who's, who, who I know and what season they were the winners of. Okay, so are you, like, going back to the beginning and watching earlier ones or recent ones or both? Yeah, kind of kind of all over the board. Uh, I think I've seen as early as I've seen two and four, but then, you know, like right now I'm dabbling through the mid-20s into the early 30s. Yeah, you got to um, do it. 40, 40 was the most recent one. That was an incredible season. Yeah, so, it was. Do you have do you have yeah. particularly favorite Survivor um, players, castaways, Jordan? My mine. Good question. Mine. My all time favorite player is Colby Donaldson, hands down. He took second in uh, season two Australian Outback, and then he was back for the All Stars, and then he was back for Heroes vs Villains. He never ended up winning, but like basically to give you a rundown of my survivor hood, um, I watched it like when it debuted. It debuted in two thousand, like right after Super Bowl. I'm not even looking that up. I just I remembered that. And I watched like the first four or five seasons like as they came out. But yeah, did the same thing. I got CBS all access for football and like uh, March Madness. And then it was like, holy shit, there's 40 seasons of survival. Well, there's just the 40th recently. But, yeah, dude, quarantine, I would crush those puppies out. What's what's one of your favorite, like, seasons or players? Um, well, I think uh, it's 29 I just finished. That one, I believe, is the Blood versus Water. That was family members, and Natalie won that one. That was pretty great. Uh, the one directly before that was 28. I don't remember what the name of the season was, but that was Tony's first win. Oh, Tony. A- that was a very good season. I am making my way through 31 right now, which is Jeremy's uh, season. And I, I'm a big fan of Jeremy. Boston Rob is a legend, of course. And then I'm of a course. big fan of, I, I do like, um, you know, if I had to pick my favorite female, it would probably be Parvati. Yeah, she, she's pretty badass. She started, if you notice, like throughout her seasons, her little uh, thing like under her name on the screen was she was like a boxer. And then um, it changed to like a nanny the next season, and then it like so she just got rich off the show, which I don't blame her. It's a tough show. Just ran the gauntlet of occupations. Yeah, but Strami, keep watching it, dude. Like if you like it, it's so interesting. There's so many different players, and they spice it up as time goes on. Uh, Russ, the short Russ, he's a legendary yeah. player as well. So sure, yeah. 
so yeah, I'm kind of I like the old school a lot more, but it, it to me I think it's rare to find a fellow survivor fan, which is odd with how popular and successful it is. But Ryberg's the only other person I know who likes it, and I gave him my CBS All Access password, so that's what we've been bonding over. <laughs> Share the love. Yeah, absolutely. That was my only survivor question. Uh, question: Should we get into uh, some Olympics of most hated athletes? Absolutely. All right, Cleary, I think you should start again. Strami, how this works is you'll follow Matt. Start with uh, if you did ha- if you have a didn't qualify, you can certainly do that, and then we work in ascending order. Lost in medal round, bronze, silver, gold. I probably don't have to tell you that, but I figured I'd explain it anyway. So Matt, you go ahead, and then Tom, you follow. All right, my lost in the medal round is Kyrie Irving. Ooh. So Kyrie Irving went to Duke. I really didn't like him at Duke, and I'm a huge Blue Devil fan. But the dude believes the earth is flat, which is just a huge one of my bugaboos. And just a cancer in the locker room. Tom, who do you got? Uh, My lost in the medal round selection is going to be Pedro Martinez. Uh, most most notably for his uh, shoving to the ground of longtime Yankees manager Don Zimmer when he was in his 70s. Nice. That's a classic. I, I found that really funny when I watched that video. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it the other night. Jordan, who do you got? So this week I do have a didn't qualify. It's basically just my favorite athlete of all time. That's Randy Moss. I'm not going to elaborate. You know who Randy is. He doesn't stretch on game days. My lost in the medal round, somewhat related a little bit, not genetically, but it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, I hate the guy. He doesn't like his family, which I just think is really weird. Every time he does an interview, it it seems so smug and snarky. But he is a little lower on my list because he is a winner. And as a Vikings fan, I hate that, but I also have to respect that. So that's my lost in medal round. All right, moving on to my bronze medal. My bronze medalist is Antonio Brown. Um, basically I liked him cause he came from a small school and then like after he left this, like towards his end of the time with the Steelers, he just went down a black hole of, he got a bunch of concussions and then he tried to freeze his own feet off and then he wouldn't play cause his helmet wouldn't fit. And then he got traded for nothing and then signed a contract and then forced his way out of town. Just an overall dirt bag. Just some minor stuff. Yeah. Tom, who do you got? My bronze selection is Floyd Mayweather Jr. Um, Ooh, good pick. Yeah, from the domestic assault charges and time served to his just overall arrogant lifestyle, um, I think that says enough. Fair. Matt? Oh, wait, I'm up. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So my bronze medal like that you guys are talking about fantasy because that's the only reason I hate this guy, Melvin Gordon. I drafted him in fantasy football his 2015 rookie year. That year he only managed like just a sliver over 800 total scrimmage yards. Then he went on to have three straight seasons of 1,300-plus scrimmage yards. So I only hate him because I drafted him that one year, didn't trust him beyond that, and now it's just a lost cause. All right, my silver medal is Luis Suarez. Damn it! Uh, striker from Uruguay. Also played for Liverpool and Chelsea. The guy is absolutely insane. He's gotten caught 
and fined for biting people during a match twice. That's ridiculous. Yeah, just chomping down on some human flesh. Love it. Thomas? Well, um, I had the same silver medal selection, uh, Luis Suarez. Uh, so, yeah, definitely the biting. Um, one footnote I'll mention, I, I glossed over this. Really, it's worth mentioning uh, with my bronze selection, Floyd Mayweather, he cannot read. So, um, yeah. No. no. That well, was yeah. the yeah. What did what did Fifty Cent offer him a hundred thousand dollars if you would read one page of a Harry Potter book? Yeah, that's correct. Out loud, it's worth YouTubing. It's impressive, Jordan. Who so, do you got? So to make it clear, Cleary and Stromy both had Luis Suarez. Yeah, is right. that his name? Okay, for their silvers, my silver recipient, and you'll notice a trend with my picks. They're all NFL players because I'm not very diverse with my sports. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Can't stand the guy. He is a cancer in the locker room. He made that one good catch. In my opinion, it's lucky, but he's a professional athlete, so I'm not going to disrespect him like that, even though I just did. And I just loved when he punched the uh, kicking net on the sideline, and it punched back. That was just so funny. Don't like his hair. Don't like his attitude in the locker room. OBJ, silver recipient. All right, my gold medal. And this might ruffle some feathers, but Derek Jeter. I think he is wildly overrated, the second best shortstop on his team. And after he retired, literally has just lampooned an entire franchise. The Marlins are going downhill so fast. I think there was one month last year where they had less attendance than their AAA club. Yikes. And I just think he's a terrible human being. That's not a bad pick. Thomas? Uh, my gold medal selection is Lance Armstrong. And, uh, you know, pretty universally hated guy. Uh, of course, you know, all of the lying and cheating through the Tour de France. However, with that said, Lance Armstrong is one of my favorite athletes. Uh, so tells you Interesting. where tells you where I lie. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, there is uh, – I don't. I'm not going to defend him necessarily, but um, I, at least he's, he's not goal. Floyd Landis. He's my gold medal selection. Yeah, my gold. Before we wrap things up here with Tom, is and Stromy, you'll respect this. Christian Ponder could not oh, stand oh. that dude under center. He played Man. from 2011 to 2014 with the Vikes. He never cracked 3,000 passing yards. Tom, you could go out there for the Vikes and you could throw 3,000 passing yards. And that's not an insult to anybody. It's just how bad Christian Ponder was. And, yeah, overall he had a pretty low completion percentage. I just remember hating Sundays because I would have to watch somebody possibly as illiterate as Floyd Mayweather Jr. take snaps for my beloved Vikings. It was just atrocious to watch, and I just, I'll just i never forgive him. So that's who my gold recipient is. That's fair. So uh, I, I was – Looking back, one of my friends asked me to look up uh, Vikings quarterbacks over the last decade, and Michael, you'll appreciate this. I don't know if you did, but I had completely forgotten that the Vikes had Donovan McNabb for a year. And oh, no, at, you, you can't forget that. At one point, he was backing up Christian Ponder, which is yep. pretty pretty questionable. Dude, the so. Vikes had Josh Freeman at one point. Uh, yeah, I think they, they brought him in off the street. He was a homeless man sleeping in a tent outside the stadium, and there's – Brought him in. I think he was there for three days, and he started a football game for him. We started yeah. Joe Webb in a wild card game against the Packers. Yeah, I I was literally just about to say that Tom, like we're just dogging on our Vikes, but they just 
make us yeah. stressed and ponder just it lit light it ignites something inside Vikings fans and that's why he's my gold recipient of Olympics of most hated athletes I will never ever forgive him no matter how hot his wife is I'll commend you yeah <laughs> all right Tom thanks for coming on uh we'll have to get you on again um I know that these interviews are what people kind of tune in for so thanks for coming on we'll stay in touch thanks Tom well, yeah thanks for having me guys have a good night yeah you too That's our show for this week, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. Big thanks to Tom Stromy for being our guest, a loyal listener and a longtime friend. Feel free to follow the podcast on Twitter, Pod. Feel free to follow myself or Matt as well. We also have a Facebook page, so check that out. Stay tuned for next week. We'll have another guest. And I really hope you all have a wonderful and safe 4th of July weekend. Remember what you're celebrating, and happy Independence Day. Sister and me.